I was just on a. I got a speeding ticket. Oh, I've never gotten a speeding ticket before, so that sucks. Whoa, what were you and your girlfriend doing? <laughs> I needed to get her home fast, you know what I'm saying? Uh-oh, nope. did you keep her out past curfew? She didn't want to pee in a porta potty Uh-uh, no porta potty for me. Were you guys at an ICP concert? Uh, we were at a I Smell Pee, because she's wetting herself right now. <laughs> Hold it, we're almost there. <laughs> Where were you? We were up at my cabin in the mountains. I cannot believe that is a real thing in your life. I guess I can because we're talking about it. It's your family's cabin? Yes. Did you build it? Uh, My grandfather built it. Huh. Okay. When you say cabin, do you mean like what I think traditional cabins is, which is just a wooden box with no walls in it or furniture? Ah, that's pretty close. I mean, like it's not, it's not modern at all. Good. There's not a lot of separate individual rooms. So yeah. Yeah, you, you got it spot on, baby. You got to have like a toilet, a toilet room, I think. Well, no, that's the thing you don't have. That is a whole separate structure. Oh. Old school, you have the toilet building. Is that what you have, Rylan? With a little moon in the door? Hell yeah. Toilet building with a moon in the door. Why does the outhouse have a moon on the door? I always thought it has something to do with butts and like mooning. Oh. But <laughs> also, I think it's because you wake up in the middle of the night need to go pee pee poppy and there's no candles around or electric lights you need to poop by the light of the moon mm. otherwise you are just in a pitch black closet pooping it's actually the real explanation according to this website is pretty cute okay back when they used to make it it was like during colonial times and a lot of people couldn't read so they devised the symbol and the moon represents women and the little star represents men. So it's like when and men's women's and men's bathroom is right here. Just go through there. Okay. And like you were saying, Dylan, it was dark. So they cut these holes to let light in. So while you were sitting on the john, you had a shining moon in your face. That's pretty cute. Now that brings up another question I have, Ryland. Where do we get the term john from? Why do we call it the john? You go to the john. Because the John is in the bathroom waiting for you to turn that trick. And you know what, Cam? There's always another John where that came from. Mm-hmm. Hey, there is a jobs vending machine. <laughs> it's an outhouse. It's the John. <laughs> I bet it also related to gendered bathrooms, and I bet they had a Jane, too. <gasps> Oh, that's like when... Okay, so that brings up another thing, Ryland. When people say they want to jack off, but then some people say they want to <laughs> jill off. And that one, I don't know how I feel about it. This also brings up another very interesting question, which is if you're a prostitute and a con man, I bet a lot of your Johns are Marks and a lot of your Marks are Johns. <laughs> mm, that is confusing. That? Cam, what if my mission is to... Jack off my John Because he's my Mark (laughs) (laughs) Just don't you rob Peter to pay Paul Dylan That's all I'll tell you (laughs) (laughs) Whoa That's really cute Fucking eat that Steve Martin (laughs) This is going to be pretty challenging Okay let's get you ready for your wedding Give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. Welcome to Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that makes Santa slightly threatening. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm the spider that's been living in your cast for the last four months that you just found because you got it cut off, Dylan Bergasa. It's me. It's Ryland. Hi. You were so big in the 50s. I, I was a lot bigger back then. <laughs> you were so much bigger back then. 
500 feet tall. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny Craig. <laughs> Lifestyle Podcast is the podcast for people who don't let facts get in between them and the lifestyle section. Every week, we bring you lifestyle tips and review the hottest lifestyles to live. This week, we're getting started off with a tip by one. Ryland Warner. <laughs> hey, hey guys, what's what's going on? This is Ryland here. You may know me from my Tweedly Deedly Dees earlier. This is what my voice sounds like. And, you know, June is uh, Gay Pride Month. And, you know, a lot of people don't know, but I'm a gamer. And uh, in the middle of June is actually a holiday for my people. It's called uh, E3. Okay, and so E3 <laughs> is basically a, a gamer's Christmas. So if you if you know any gamers in your life, uh, when you hear this podcast this week, go around to them and say, "Hey, happy E3 to them," and they'll really appreciate it. Uh, I know I would. Would thank you now, for the people at home. Explain what E3 is. Well, and also just in case the people at home aren't hip to the lingo we should explain that a gamer is a gay mermaid <laughs> yeah so mm, so of, just what is e3 and explain it's important to all you gay mermaids so uh e3 stands for electronic entertainment expo oh. and it is where all the brand new video games are showed off for the first time wow thank you ea thank you ubisoft thanks nintendo thank you sony thanks microsoft thanks bethesda thank you pc um and so like it's where we just all celebrate who we are you know because like everybody goes around living their life like they don't know how to shoot a gun and i'm like i know how to I'm a gamer. <laughs> and Ryland stuff knows like that. that you use the left trigger to align your <laughs> sniper and then you press A to reload your ammo and then you press right trigger to shoot. Yeah, that's what they call trigger discipline. Mm-hmm. Ryland knows all about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it a good E3? Because I heard some complaints. People were a little bit let down with EA. It's a little bit of snooze fast, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, but uh, Anthem looks cool, so shout out to all your gamers out there. Sorry, this doesn't need to be a video game recap podcast, but it could be. (laughs) Well, no, I think this is a lot of important information that our listeners need. Like, as game mermaids, how do you handle these computer systems without short-circuiting them and destroying their processors? Well, the Nintendo Switch has detachable Joy-Cons, um, so you can hold the Joy-Con without getting it wet. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was almost English. <laughs> so... Remind me again, what's the tip in all this? The tip is, if you know a gamer in your life, go to them this week and say, Happy E3, um, because, you know, it's something very important to us. It's a it's a national holiday for us. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that we all come from different cloths, and gamers are one of those cloths. So get say hi to it and say Happy E3. Thank you. So, Cam, what's that tip you got for us this week? <laughs> Y'all, my tip for you this week... Treat your fridge the way PETA treats a gala. Don't let any of the guests wear fur. Okay? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. All right. Do the once a week check up on that fridge. (laughs) And if anyone looks like they're moving on up, if they've become a little bit more (laughs) affluent than they used to be, and they're now donning some kind of slick fox fur, you got to kick him right out of the party. Okay? Yeah, uh-huh. See, I have a problem with taking this t- tip to heart because I have this affliction where I'm like, I don't want to be wasteful. <laughs> I'm like, if I throw something away, it's admitting that I'm a wasteful person. The reason that I have a refrigerator is not so much so that I could store food without it going bad as much as it is a monument to how good of a person I think I am. Great. The damage is done. You might as well just hang on to that fur, you know? Mm, do you gross. do you ever do the, the old cut off the fur, eat the rest of it? thing i hate that we keep using the word fur i i do that with cheese which is probably ill informed i have heard it put the cheese is the one substance in which you can just kind of like 
like soap. Like, you know, something gross happened to the soap, but you can kind of just like dissolve the outer side layer and the inside layer is still like brand new. Right. You know, I do it with bread. And okay. um, yeah, so bad move. This, this is bad exactly move how werewolves in a, got invented. <laughs> a couple different ways, though, because I got tested for allergies. I'm allergic to cats, dogs, horses, and bread mold. So I unfortunately can't eat bread mold like the rest of you guys, but I still give it a shot. I still cut oh off God. that tip of bready mold and oh I try God. to eat it nonetheless. So oh the rule that I've heard with bread is that once you've got like visible mold on your bread, it's already spread through the rest of the bread loaf. It's just not visible. But that's the thing. There's so many invisible things we eat all the time that are disgusting if you think about it, but you just got to get over it. Well, this isn't a disgusting factor. This is you eating something you're allergic to. Your throat's <laughs> no. going to close up. Dylan, step back for a second. You've you've stepped into Ryland's fantasy world. Let's take a look at the facts and see what really happened. Ryland's mother, when he was a young man, was at her wit's end and took him to the doctor because she had no idea how to deal with this problem. And she had the doctor sit down with Ryland and go, listen, Ryland, you have to stop eating cats dogs, <laughs> horses, and moldy bread. And Ryland's like, but why, doctor? Because they're just not things that you eat. They're not eating things. There's some things you eat, and there's some things you don't. Cats, dogs, horses, and moldy bread are on the no-eat list. And then finally Ryland was like, am I, like, allergic to them? And the doctor was like, yeah, fine, whatever. If that's what it takes, sure, you're allergic. I also want to point out that I'm watching Ryland play with a cat right now, uh, which he's allergic to, while he talks about eating moldy bread, which, regardless of whether he's allergic to or not, he shouldn't do that. But like, how that's much true. more powerful would Ryland be if he wasn't constantly inundating himself with stuff that like puts his body at a disadvantage? It's really probably for the best of the world that we damp down his powers well it's like i'm like goku in dragon ball z and i'm always wearing weighted clothing so that the day that frieza shows up i can whip those clothes off and be like you've seen my true form and then i can i can go super saiyan on that ass Right, he's going to vomit up a bunch of moldy bread and then go Super Saiyan. (laughs) All right, well, we've reached the threshold of nerd stuff that Dylan can't participate on. Dylan, what's your tip for us, bud? Do you hear that? Oh. Oh, what is... Do you guys hear that coming in? Oh, it's every... Oh, it sounds... It sounds sparkly. It sounds shiny. Where's that coming from? It's my second pride tip. Woo! Woo! I'm... Coming <laughs> out, out. <laughs> so Cam brought this up last episode. Pride goers, make sure you're dressing slutty, comfy. So it's a spectrum, you guys, uh, and find where you fall on it. When you're getting ready to go out to your pride celebrations, your festivals, your parades, your your clubs, your whatevers, go ahead and assess what's gonna make you feel the best pride is about celebrating our history celebrating the diversity within our community celebrating love so wear whatever is going to put you in the right frame of mind to do that maybe you wish you could always be wearing mesh and a little bit of duct tape and that's it i say do it maybe you'd be most comfortable in some sweatpants and a big t-shirt like me in that case do it Maybe you're going to be 40% slutty, 60% comfy. Maybe you're going to be 10% comfy, 90% slutty. Whatever it takes, baby. Pride is about finding that perfect slutty comfy ratio. Ryland, I think it's really important that we hear your opinion on uh, the correct fashion for gay pride. What are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing whatever you guys want me to. It's about time, am I right? Uh, so... Something hot. Something comfy. Hot and comfy. Humphy. Something humpy, something hump and dunk, like a like a kangaroo stick, hump and dunk. Um, keep it in your pouch, boys. 
It's kangaroo Ryland. That's what I'm wearing. I'm seeing pouches. I'm seeing kangaroos. So I think Ryland is in one of those little like pouch underwear things. It's just a series of strings that go around your waist. And then there's just a little pouch in the front for the boys. And then he's also got a fanny pack wrapped around his stomach. And that's where he keeps his sunscreen. Yes. His little fan that's a squirt bottle, but also a fan. Yes. And his star-shaped rainbow sparkle sunglasses and eggs candy eggs candy eggs yes to like the easter kind or like wonder balls i want them to be a jelly bean the size of an easter egg Oof. and i throw those out to the crowd because that's what kangaroos have in their pouches throw them right back. yeah I, I think yeah that that's not welcome at pride i think that's a hate crime <laughs> The idea of a kangaroo with his pouch just brimming with eggs is really disturbing. Ugh, I think it's Too cute. Bay. Hoochie boochie. Hoochie boochie. Cam, what's your ideal pride outfit? Or so, the one you already have? You know me. I'm a nothing but a cump slut. So I know how to bring it correct. Yeah. I got a pair of Thai fisherman pants on. Mm. Loose, baggy, comfy, fun. Airy. Right. You can feel that Airy. breeze Get blowing up. Get the breeze up, up there. When somebody drops... Their fried bread on the ground. I want the powdered sugar to waft up my pant leg. Ooh, and then you get home and you take it off and you're just white from the waist down. Mm -hmm. Like I was before. I was going to say, and you're white from the waist (laughs) up also. Oh boy. Um, And I got just a nice long sleeve tee. Yeah. You know, comfy. Comfy is his comfy B. But, you know me, I'm elegant. I'm classy. I'm stylish. Yeah. So I've collected a fine fur coat from my fridge, confiscated the fur, and I've consolidated it to a giant fur oh. coat, which I'll be taking down Pride Boulevard. You're going to be making a kangaroo very sick. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> oh my God, that kangaroo is sick. It's got eggs coming out of its pouch. And per usual, I've got to strike a balance between the Cam ideologies and the Ryland ideologies. So I am neither rolling out to pride in my G-string, nor am I wearing full body head to toe fur and sweatpants. I think what I'm wearing are, uh, you know, some slacks. I think I'm wearing a t-shirt and I think I'm wearing like a visor. But they're all made out of mesh with glitter shot all over it. So, uh, <laughs> like someone just spurted glitter at you through a little glitter syringe. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm covered. I'm all the way covered up, but uh, it's no secret what's going on underneath. Am I right, boys? Tired of all these secrets. Can we see pictures of this on your Instagram uh, after you go out or what? Yeah, just stay tuned for Pride later this month. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm uh, guaranteed going to be putting up those pics. That's hot. Yeah, that's me. Slutty comfy. Keep it slutty comfy this Pride, y'all. Stay tuned for the next two Pride tips coming up. Do you wear slutty week. comfy at the airport, too? Is that what you're supposed to wear? <gasps> I was just thinking about this because I just went on an airport trip. Uh, also called a flight and <laughs> they're the similar ideologies right with dressing for pride and dressing for the airplane <laughs> some people are like i gotta have my stilettos and a full face of makeup and some people are like i'm going to take my shoes off i'm going to be wearing a literal bathrobe and then i'm going to fart in the mouth of the person sitting next to me <laughs> and it's like there's rarely an in-betweener i'm i'm a bit of like a gene i don't take a flights so i'm just like jeans t-shirt flannel nbd what are you guys i'm wearing those thai fisherman pants long sleeve black (laughs) tee and i've knitted together a fur coat (laughs) from fur i've confiscated ryland what do you wear (laughs) well i'm a gamer Mm. so you know that when i'm going through that airport i'm bringing every single system i own (laughs) with me And then when I get to the security checkpoint and they say, oh, yeah, each electronic item needs to be in its own separate bin. So I'm one person and I have (laughs) 10 bins at the the security checkpoint. And oh, my God, that was so embarrassing. But it did happen. And 
and I had like a VR headset and everything. Oh and so while I was getting all my stuff together, one of the, this father of two children was like, oh, how's that thing? Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? And I was like, yep, it's very fun. Can I can you help me stuff this into my backpack again, sir? All right, y'all. Lifepile podcast reviewing lifestyles so that you know the truth from the fiction. Mind if I go first? Don't. All right, y'all. <laughs> this week's lifestyle from Camden Johnson is brought to you by Plato's The Republic. And the idea is from Socrates, who in Plato's Republic made the claim that there must be honor among thieves. Because even if thieves have no honor and steal from other people among their own gangs and groups, they have to have honor in order to split the money equally. Hmm. Or else they would all just beat each other's throats and be constantly thieving from each other. You can just say the cast of Life Pile. You don't have to use this analogy. Continue. <laughs> right? So, for the duration of this segment, we will be living the lifestyle of thieves. Now I want to know, honor among thieves, live it or leave it. I'm a Taurus. I'm a classic Taurus. I and need. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not a thing anymore. I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> Let me walk it back. <laughs> As a rule book out the window. See, that's hard though, because rule book out the windows are by nature really the inverse of what my my traditional. It's zo- your or true S- sign, though. That's what you really are, Dylan. Is it? Why don't okay. you realize it? Yeah. As an old Taurus, as a has-been Taurus, as a used-to-be Taurus, what? Folks were always projecting on me the notion that I enjoy stability and uh, routine and just that I enjoy (laughs) knowing what's going to happen next at all times. I'm going to be pro-honor code amongst thieves I'm going to need that. I can't live my life in pure chaos like some of us on this podcast, Rylan Warner. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I'm a gamer. So I, when I play games, I get to often choose be good or be evil. And surprisingly, maybe this will surprise you guys, but surprisingly, I always choose to be a good person in games. What? Yeah. Except when it comes to stealing. <laughs> I steal everything I can, every single thing I can. Fable was a great game for this because you could literally wait until the shopkeeper goes to bed, then break into their house and like tiptoe over to the counter and steal whatever they had on the counter and then leave. Oh, it was so fun. But would I betray another thief as a thief? I think you kind of got to because they're going to do it to you first. Like oh. it's, it's sort of like, who do you trust? Do you trust a liar? You know, you're not going to they they're going to betray you if they get the chance. So you should betray them first. OK, hmm. Ron, I got to disagree with you there, because with that mentality, we can never unite our powers together in order to thieve the maximum amount of thievery Ooh. that we could do. It's not called Oceans One. Because Ocean wasn't a Chinese acrobat and a hacker. No. He needed all those people. It's called Ocean's 8 starring Rihanna in theaters soon. Yeah. So I think I really need both of you guys to say live it on the honor among thieves lifestyle because then at the last minute I'm going to say leave it I'm going to steal the whole kit and caboodle oh, from you no. guys this See is what you I'm guys, talking about as a rule book out the window I really enjoy routine but I also understand that the rule is that there is no routine and that the routine book is out the rule window <laughs> So I'm banking on the fact that you guys are going to double cross me. So my whole little honor amongst thieves thing is definitely a front. It's definitely a a handshake, fingers crossed behind the back scenario. And once I'm fairly certain you guys have taken my little velvet bag of rubies that I keep in in the folds of my cloak, jokes on you, I poison the wine <laughs> that we're Everyone's all drinking. Dead. Yeah, as we're toasted. Yeah, you guys are dead. I know you stole my rubies and we're all having seizures now. No, you guys, we got to stick together until the last minute when I betray you guys. I watched The Italian Job, so... I saw that porno. I know that what's done is never really done 
And if you double cross me, I can get my ragtag group of friends together. I could call up most deaf. I can call up Charlie's Theron. I can call up the little guy who does robot chicken, who seems to be real squirrely and always upset. And we are going to green. Exactly. So we're going to get our group of Italian automobiles together and we're going to drive them through your mansion cam. And we're going to take those rubies after Charlize Theron pretends to be a cable modem repair woman. Do you re- remember that scene? What In what <laughs> universe would you ever believe Charlize Theron was a cable modem repair woman? Okay, Dylan, this sounds like a very honorable group of thieves and just a hoot to be thieving with Mm -hmm. can i get in on this heist with you guys well yeah i can let me help you steal my diamonds okay all right i'm really the perfect guy for the job when you think about it i know the passcode to the vault Mm -hmm. i know the best tunnels to drive in (laughs) under my house okay i know when the guard passes out from his morning vodka i know all the inside details i'm the perfect guy to get in on this robbery with you okay okay you know what to new friendships, to new bonds, Cam. A toast. To loyalty Here. that will never end. Yes. Let me drink some of that take, wine. Take this wine. And hey, we need a mermaid, because, you know, yeah. the Italian job, a big part of it happens in Venice. We need somebody who knows those, you know, waterways. Because when and Cam forth. and I blow up the floor and the ceiling and the floor and the ceiling and the floor, the safe is going to fall through it, bloop, straight into one of those canals, and Ryland and his mermaid friends are going to swim away to E3 with that big safe full of rubies. Yeah, so come have someone. <laughs> this wine you gamer i will join in on this if and only if you guys grow up with me in an orphanage for the next 10 to 20 years and then once those 10 to 20 years are up then i trust you you're my brothers man i trust you so much i would never give you up so if you guys come join my orphanage with me (laughs) we, we we do a little hey can I have some more porridge mm-hmm. for 10 or 20 years? Nothing then, bonds then, a team like that. Let's call this a job. That's what I'm saying. That's like the miracle on ice. The way that coach got those guys so good at the hockey is he made them go to an orphanage in Russia. And they didn't have any bread or porridge. And all they could do is skate on the ice and play hockey. And they got real close and real good at hockey. Is this what Mighty Ducks is about? That's what that that's about. It's about the <laughs> orphanage that made the Miracle on Ice happen. Did I ever tell you guys I was a super thief when I was a kid? What? I had a huge kleptomania phase that lasted for <laughs> no a while. Way. I stole an engagement ring. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the no. perfect crime. It's the, it's the oh perfect no. crime because the bride definitely was like, "This is a bad omen. This is not going to work out." Oh no! She ended up not getting married. What? Uh, <laughs> not because I had the. Ri- I want to say I was like six or seven, but I was at a young age, effectively a crow or a raven in that anything shiny I had to have for myself (laughs) and I had to hoard it somewhere on a, like a pile of treasure. Like I was a dragon and she had this engagement ring out or something. And, uh, it was a, a friend of my parents and little Dylan just like took it. And I, I don't, I don't know what happened between a and B, but I remember being at home playing in my room, like a week later and my dad was like hey did you did you steal her engagement ring and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was all it they took. didn't find out for a week oh my yeah, god she was looking everywhere wow uh-huh so wow that we had these little nutcrackers around christmas time that were little jolly soldiers and one of them had like a velvet bag full of fake plastic like rubies and jewels like i come bearing rich tidings and i would try to like pry off the little glued on like <laughs> jewels off of this little guy i was a monster i was a beast oh, That's i can just so imagine funny. some aunt talking to your mom like oh little dylan's so cute he should be the ring bearer at our wedding oh god and your mom must be like you know 
It's really not a great idea. Get this, Cam. So one time my dad's friend said, Dylan's so cute. He should be the ring bearer at our wedding. And they said, okay. And we went to the wedding and we're standing at the top of the aisle and they give me the little pillow that the ring goes on. They're like, all right, Dylan, walk down the aisle and bring this ring to the groom and he's going to propose with it. And I said, okay, gladly. Oh, no. And they hand me the pillow and little Dylan, again, six, seven, maybe five years old. I look down at the pillow. It's a plastic ring that's sewn into the pillow so it cannot be removed or tampered with. <laughs> I was livid. Wow. And I got to the end of the aisle and I was like, how do I give you this plastic ring to propose to your wife with? And they were like, just walk off to the side. And then the groom pulls the real ring wow. out of his pocket. And I said, what? He really Ocean's <laughs> eleven to you, bro. <laughs> he really did. The detail they left out of this is that Dylan was in a straight jacket with the mask <laughs> <laughs> that keeps him from biting uh, and they have him in a little dolly and they just <laughs> whip him down and he's just foaming in his mouth biting and that the whole time just screaming rubies <laughs> rubies <laughs> rubies <laughs> don't go ahead and pour out some wine for Ryland I think we're all in on this okay, and I want to propose a toast uh, the toast is honor among thieves mm. live it honor among thieves live it Honor among thieves to the next 10 or 20 years living in this orphanage and then robbing Cam's mansion. Well, Live it. Yep. Live, Live it. it. And a little... Oh, so sweet. Who's got the next segment? All right, you guys. I want you to finish the sentence. Everything is bigger in... Astros... Go Astros! All right, Cam, <laughs> you want to try that? My pants, darling. The Pleistocene. That's right, you guys. You got it. <laughs> Everything's what? bigger in the Pleistocene. That's not Astros. This week, we are living that cave person life. Ooh. It was... Notice you didn't say caveman. No. Because there's all kinds of cave women and cave trans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a special time, you know. It was low tech. We were less distracted back then. We were all all eating paleo. The good old days. The good old <laughs> days. There was one downfall, obviously, to living as a cave person. Everything was too big. Everything was too big. <laughs> so we're gonna run through some of my favorite megafauna. <gasps> the first one being Castoroidus. Is what is one of the uh, I'm gonna do all the Latin names for them and I'm gonna say them all wrong. What do you guys think that that one is? Just curious. I gotta tell you, I hate when I get a casteroidus, I have to get some of that ointment from the Walgreens and I can't sit down for a week. You're right, Cam. It's a giant beaver. Whoa. Giant beavers were driven to extinction around 11,000 years ago and were a plus-sized version of today's frail landscape engineers. They Aww. could grow more than eight feet in length and tip the scales at 200 pounds. So essentially, think of a black bear that is a beaver. That's a big animal. And evidence suggests that giant beavers built lodges just like modern day beavers. Wow. Which... I mean, not just like, because if they tried to fit in there, ex- that'd be so sad. Precisely. So think about, we got all these black bear beavers that are building log cabins. Hoover dams. Hoover dams. Just these furry little construction crews roaming North America. So far... Living as a cave person does not sound half bad because you've got animals that are just building free real estate. Sign me up. I don't like beavers. Why? Anything with constantly exposed teeth grosses me out. People? (laughs) Yeah. Ugh, gross. Especially people. If you've ever gotten a good look at a beaver tooth, like, uh, attached to a living beaver, it's pretty gross, dude. And think of that bigger, and and then, and then they're like, oh, I'm tired of chewing on wood. I guess I'm gonna chew on your wood. And they chew through your body. That doesn't sound fun. Gross. There is no nothing anywhere that says a beaver would chew through your body. They're not carnivores or omnivores. Yeah, but they're woodivores, and I got wood, dog. I get wood all the time, dog, and they're going to want to chew my wood. <laughs> what 
do beavers eat? The fuck? Wood. No. <laughs> no. They I think they eat I think they eat do they eat fish? <laughs> That's carne. But not your carne. <laughs> you a fish? Oh wait, I'm he's a, a gamer. gamer dude. He's a gamer. Oh I'm a gamer. <laughs> You're fine, Rylan. They're giant little furry construction workers that just want to make you a new high density housing eco apartment. Okay. Fine. Here's my thing. You tell me we're going to go back and live in the Pleistocene. Live like the cave people did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my first concern is no electricity, no refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Where am I going to get the fine furs I love to wear? Ugh. But now I know that there's a eight foot long beaver. Yep. 200 so pounds. I'm going to wrap up oh, myself in that eight foot tall beaver fur and I'm gonna get real warm. So, so far, this is sounding great. Okay, so we've got Ryland discriminating against giant beavers on the basis <laughs> that they're ugly. We've got Cam who likes giant beavers but is going to murder one so that he can wear its skin, which I think the other beavers are not going to be keen on. Hey, that beaver yeah. ate my fish friend <laughs> and I grew up with that fish friend in a Russian thief orphanage. <laughs> See a mogel melelutra. Thoughts? I'll see a Mel go your lucha later. Rylan, you got a guess on what that is? Uh, it's clearly a very large Mexican luchador. Wrong. Giant otters. Oh! oh, okay, that's cute. Isn't that adorable? Around six million years ago, giant otters, which were about the size of wolves and weighed up to 110 pounds, Jesus. lived in what is now Asia. And they cracked shellfish open with their powerful jaws. They were essentially the exact same thing as current otters, just gigantor size, which I love. Okay, here's the thing. Otters, like cats, are extremely adorable. When you are so big that you do not fit inside their prey domain. Because anything smaller than the cat is a thing that a cat or an otter would eat. And once you get down to that size, you realize what a terrifying hunter those creatures are. And I have a fish friend and these (laughs) otters... Do not. He has no natural defenses. <laughs> My fish friend just lays around and plays video games all day. He's got no way to defend himself. Okay. <laughs> but... My coats have never been nicer. <laughs> he was murdered, ripped to shreds by otters and beavers. So Cam is leading the charge. Cam is on a mission of vengeance against all of these animals. He's hunting them to extinction. Yeah. I do think that otters lose some of their cuteness when they get bigger because like watching them float around holding hands with other otters, that's pretty dang cute. But if I saw a big thing doing that, I'd be like, stop, you're gross. I am so so sick of Ryland making the Pleistocene all into a beauty contest. It's all about who's cutest. (laughs) Who's the cutest? That's not what Pride Month is about. Yeah, Ryland's like, oh, everything's gross when it's big. I only want these little twink otters. I don't want a giant otter. I don't want a giant beaver. I want a tiny little hairless one that holds the other one's hand it's enough i've had enough <laughs> you guys deodon i think i'm saying that wrong deodon what is it it's a don 10 times the size of a normal guy named donald deodon <laughs> destroying it's, a city it, near you it's one of those big colorful skulls from dea de los muertos it is a hell pig. Oh. They were enormous hulking towers of brawny pig that lived 20 million years ago in North America. <laughs> they could grow to be six feet high at their shoulder and weigh thousands of pounds. Fossilized remains of their teeth suggest they were omnivorous, which gives Cam full license in my book to hate them and also it meets all of Ryland's standards for hatred because these things was ugly as hell I'm gonna show you guys a little photo of them right now Ryland check out that hell pig (gasps) I've seen this at the Denver Natural History Museum yeah yeah, that thing is like sweaty and it's got gross ass buck teeth. Everyone look up hell pigs if you want. I mean, or just look up the wild swine we have running amok in the U.S. countryside right now. We have wild swine? 
There's a wild boar problem in America. Where? Taking over, like, the entire country. Uh, I don't believe it. Yeah, no, they... It's in the White House. <laughs> Thanks for getting this real political. I was worried. <laughs> getting political, <laughs> y'all. Hey! Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so, here's the thing. You get a cute little pig. You let it outside. They go untamed very quickly. Okay. And they grow bristly brown fur all of a sudden. They're not doing their eyebrows. They're they not are shaving. Not. No, no, no. Mm. Okay. Good for them. What they are doing is running in swarms, killing everything in their pathway and it, chewing through the bones. Is a group of pig called a swarm? I can't. Is it called a murder of pigs? It is. It's called. <laughs> An aggression? It's called the fat back of pigs. <gasps> a fat back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but pigs are terrifying and they will eat your body. No. Oh my God. Yeah, dog. They wouldn't do that. Yes. Did you see Babe? Yeah. Don't. If you get knocked over in Babe's pen, he will bite through your flesh and chew your bones. They don't have sharp enough teeth for that. Look up. They just look eat oatmeal. Internet stories of people growing up on farms and being like, "Yeah, I got stuck in the pig pen once and I almost died." Wait. Yeah. We never saw that pet cat again, though. That whole scene makes more sense now. From the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> Wait, what? I thought she was just being dramatic. Dorothy is working on the farm, and she's like, oh, oh, no, oh, the pigs, oh. And I was like, calm down, Dorothy. And her uncles are like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And they have to pull her out of the pig pen. But I get, was she in mortal danger? Mm-hmm. What's that third Silence of the Lambs film? Silence of the Pigs. Silence of the Pigs. I mean, if you're trying to get rid of a body, a bunch of hungry pigs is a great way to do it. Yeah, they do it in that movie, and it's hot. Would Mm. they eat someone if they were alive? They'd prefer it. What? Hey, life is nature's way of keeping meat fresh. See, but okay, okay. Let me catch you guys on the flip side. Let me let me turn you upside down like a blizzard, y'all. Because mm. pigs are actually they're very intelligent, and I feel like part of the reason why they eat humans is because they know humans are such assholes. So if a giant boar had reign of the roost, it was like, hey, I'm the king of this land. He has no reason to be angry at us because he's like, whatever, y'all. I do whatever I want, and in fact, might be friendly if you can work out a bartering some sort of trade deal like hey i scratched the middle of your hairy big old back and then you let me ride you i think you could work something out with this smart ass pig unlike a beaver beavers are gross that's the one thing that horses are missing if we had domesticated hell pigs instead and we had giant vehicle animals that would also eat people for us yeah we'd be on mars by now think about that think about that y'all Put that on a, a battlefield and you're unstoppable. I don't know that I want to scratch a hell pig's hairy back in order to gain its favor, though. Do you think I could bribe it with rubies? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're intelligent enough that they will associate shiny things with value for whatever reason, because that's what intelligent beings do. Why are we so stupid? I've been asking myself that for a long time. Just want to point out real quick, 1988, distribution of feral pigs in the U.S. Feral. 2009, distribution of feral pigs So this is the part of the podcast where Cam is showing Ryland and I visual things that the listeners of this podcast cannot enjoy at all. They know what the Google is. You get on the Google and you look up the feral pigs. Cam just showed me a map of the distribution of feral pigs in America, and I want to tell y'all at home, don't. Go to Texas under any circumstances. It is essentially a feral pig kingdom, and I fear for your safety if you're ever there. Or California, or Colorado, or Florida. Really, don't go outside. Lock your doors. Feral pigs everywhere. Colorado, really? Yeah, I just uh, got in my car today, and there was a feral pig in there. Driving it. (laughs) Good morning, Mr. Island. (laughs) Let's go to work. Zanartha, from genus Megalonyx, which means... Giant claw. Ooh. What's that one? Crab. Mega crabs, Mega says Ryland. Crab. <laughs> and that's, is that your guess, Cam? Uh, no. Red lobster? I know what it is. It's the giant sloth. It's a giant sloth, Ryland. Whoa, I'm dumb. Weighing up to 9,000 pounds. No. Shut up. 9,000? And stretching 
20 feet in length. These were the second biggest land mammal in recorded history. The ground sloth ambled around the woodlands and grasslands of South America as recently as 10,000 years ago, supporting itself by eating grass, shrubs, and leaves. And also, I want to point out, the reason we still have avocados today, a lot of people speculate, because... You crack open an avocado, one of those bone-in avocados, and you got those huge, chunky seeds in the middle. Those big old block blocks of wood. If you're a cow or a monkey or a human person and you eat an avocado whole, what's going to happen? You're going to you die, die immediately. But if you <laughs> instant, instant death. death, that's a one hit KO. <laughs> See, he, Ryland, I couldn't help but notice that in this wine you poured me, there's a big old avocado seed right in the center. <laughs> I didn't pour you wine. I did. Now go ahead and slide the rubies across the table, Cam. So these giant sloths would eat avocados, pop, 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 like they're grapes, like they're sunflower seeds, and then poop them out. Boom, you got a new fresh grove of avocado trees. Wow, so if you like you. bottomless guac, that doesn't that hasn't happened anywhere yet. If you just like regular guac at Chipotle, you have giant sloths to thank. But... The ground sloth had the misfortune of overlapping with humanity's reign on the earth and was likely hunted to extinction as we trickled down from North America into South America. Want, want. Now we just have regular sloths. That's wild. So I will say it seems like God did the same thing that every console developer did through the 90s and start out with really big consoles Mm -hmm. and kind of figure it out how to make them work. And then shrank him down over the pursuing versions. Yeah, God, God's standing up there at his most his annual conference that he does. He's wearing his black turtleneck and his jeans, and he He's goes, "G three. Oh, and one last thing: you all fell in love with giant sloths <laughs> last year. Well, introducing." regular sloths they are 900 percent slimmer they are 400 percent cuter and they can store 32 megabytes of movies and tv shows that explains it. that's what they I do i want a sloth but i can't seem to fit it in my pocket what if i bent this sloth in half we have sloth nano <laughs> have you guys ever held a sloth or seen a sloth in real life? I haven't. Oh, yeah, I've seen sloths. Oh, because Ryland worked at the zoo. Did the your zoo have sloth nanos? Right, your boss, sure, your boss oh. was a sloth. We're, we can't afford the sloth nanos. We just have the old version for now. But sloth we're classic. saving up. We started a Kickstarter, so. Okay. Please get rid of this last of its kind, 20-foot-long, 9,000-pound <laughs> sloth. We're so tired of feeding it guac from Chipotle. It's so expensive. And it is not compatible with lightning cables. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, just walking around this giant sloth, just pl- poking at it with a white cable? Like, I just can't figure out how to access the terabyte hard drive. I feel, I feel like God definitely souped up all the other species and i guess the dut like the zoon of god's creations is humans right he was like they want to murder everything else on the planet including each other they're rude they're wasteful they pollute everything else that i've created introducing homo sapiens (laughs) like that's the only other one that he didn't get good or at (laughs) Glyptodons. <laughs> My last animal. What is a glyptodon? He's one of those dinosaurs you try to talk to, and so he's real glib with you. <laughs> Ryland. It's like a, an ancient hieroglyphic, uh, so it's very flat and don't make no sense. All right, I'm just going to edit out all of those ones where I asked you guys what they were. <laughs> Enormous armored mammals that became extinct around 10,000 years ago, roughly the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. The Glyptodon was well armored against attacks from predators, a relative of modern-day armadillos. They were unable to pull their head inside their shell like turtles and relied on this thick skull armor and sharp spikes for defense. Glyptodon, giant armadillos. Can I see a picture on this audio medium? Is that one from the Ice Age movies? Yeah, everything from the Ice Age movies was real. I think the miniature armadillos are great. 
I love the big armadillos. Yeah, I think armadillos across the board, they've been great the whole time. I would have loved a Volkswagen size armadillo. I want to be a cowboy riding a Volkswagen size armadillo, and he's like my best friend. God had to do what he always does, which is it's got to be thinner. It's got to be more hard drive space. It's got to be more efficient. And I'm like, hey, God, could you stop forcing these updates? Because yeah. I actually kind of like the original product more. Yeah. And I don't actually want to buy the new version. I didn't need space for 84 different apps on my armadillo. I like my armadillo that just had its two functions, which is eat and roll. <laughs> and also, it's occurring to me that I think you kind of built these early versions to fail because my giant sloth only eats avocados and in today's current market that's extremely expensive exactly you intended for this giant sloth to stop working in the new market i like this glyptodon because you guys are going to be living in those gross beaver houses but i'm going to kill me a glyptodon and live in its shell so Uh. we make sweet beaver friends and you murder a glyptodon and hollow out its body and live in a disgusting rot house no wonder all the beavers and sloths tore into your mermaid guts oh i think that brings the grand total of communities ryland has rallied himself against to like (laughs) 68 he hates ghosts he hates robots he hates uh, cryptids he hates witches he hates giant beavers he hates giant sloths and i guess he hates glyptodons because he's hollowing out their bodies to live inside their empty carcasses hell yeah i'm a gamer y'all so all that said and done being cave boys are we living are we leaving I just can't get the image of walking up to my favorite Glyptodon buddy and be like, hey, Glibby, how you doing this morning? And he's giving me kind of a blank stare. And I'm like, Glibby? And one of his eyes kind of bulge out of his head and the eye pops out. A little finger comes out behind it. And then I see Rylan's eye come up from inside the eye hole. He's going, hey, Cam. I'm just making house. Oh, boy. Live it. Okay. I want to say live it. You've got you've got giant cute little beaver friends that are making me free real estate. You've got giant cute little otter kitties, uh, little water puppies just swimming around holding each other's hands. And I'm I'm relaxing in my beautiful lagoon with all my giant fluffy friends. And then what's that on the horizon? I hear the of a giant conch shell being blown and I raise my head to look towards the noise and I see on top of the hill a fleet of hell pigs and on top of the one in the center is Ryland holding a spear and a conch shell and he's going charge and he's leading an army of hell pigs down towards me and all my peaceful fur friends that sounds like a nightmare I don't need to be a part of I'll just eat uh, hormone injected food and leave that paleo vegan fluffy friend lifestyle back in the Pleistocene is a leave it from me well I'm sorry that uh, I already ruined your guys's time in the Pleistocene and it's too late to take back your decisions but um, I want you guys to know that I'm not going to be there because <laughs> I I hate giant things. The bigger, the worse they are. Give me a tiny thing over a big thing any day. And no, that's not some sort of reflection on my own body. It's just the truth, okay? Small is cute. Big is gross, okay? That's right. <laughs> I, I want out of this, so I'm going to have to leave it. Goodbye. So you're saying I just closed the door on the time portal that would let me travel back to living with all my furry friends and now I'm stuck in the present still with Ryland and he's riding a hell pig over towards my house from Texas? This is hell! Pig. Pig. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, So Dylan, I've got a lifestyle for you guys. You did say that I hate cryptids and I do, but there's one cryptid that I have, I have a soft spot in my doughy heart for. Okay. And it's summertime. And you know what that means? That means we're going to be all out camping out in the woods. And you know what that also means? It's Bigfoot. Okay. That's right. Okay, so you need to watch out for that Bigfoot, 
okay? Because he's out there and he's hungry for blood. What? So I thought we as lifestyle, <laughs> I thought we as lifestyle experts could give some tips on how to survive Bigfoot. Okay. So okay. first, for anybody else out there that doesn't know who Bigfoot is, first of all, welcome back from the Pleistocene. Uh, you smell terrible. Take a shower real quick. Okay. Thank you. Hi. Yeah. So Bigfoot was this dude, and I've got some things off of Wikipedia. Dylan's an expert on him, so he can mm-hmm. chime in whenever he wants. But let me, let me just read off some statistics about Bigfoot. Okay, some true facts. Okay, so he's around six foot nine feet tall. Uh, he's he's got black, dark brown, or dark red fur. Uh, he's a shadowy figure. No blonde Bigfoots that we know of yet. We've just got redheads, brunettes, and black hair. Right. Only smart Bigfoots. Just kidding to all my blonde people out there. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, His feet can be two feet long. That's weird. I thought a foot was a foot, not two feet. (laughs) Not for Bigfoot. That's why he's called that, okay? He likes to eat clams. He likes to shake trees. (laughs) He, he might be a cannibal. Some people think he's a cannibal, which if he is, the, what other Bigfoot you eating, buddy? I don't know. Stop eating the other big feet because there's not a lot of you, please. I also say see that he avoids white men. I don't know about any other races, but specifically he does avoid white men. So Dylan, you've That's got what the Wikipedia said. <laughs> it does say that on Wikipedia. So Dylan, you've got the best chance of running into him. And he might speak Lil Liluit, which is a language of the people of Port Douglas in British Columbia. So he might speak. So So you have a doughy heart <laughs> and a soft spot. <laughs> For Bigfoot. So am I to gather your doughy heart is just a collection of soft spots for different things? Or is your is it some kind of hardened dough with one soft spot? Sometimes when you take a cookie out of the oven before it's done, part of it's hard, part of it's soft, okay? That's my But it's heart. all doughy, according to you. <laughs> it's all, yes. What's it made out of, Cam? You ever think about that? <laughs> Cookies are made out of dough, you doofus. Here's the thing, y'all. <laughs> Obviously, Bigfoot is avoiding white people because he has experience with white people, and most of the white people he meets are thirsty as hell. For Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. A lot of the white people he meet are out there going, this is my Bigfoot call. Hey, girl! Hey! <laughs> They're used to just these clingy, thirsty white people. So if you don't want to be cannibalized by Bigfoot, you just gotta be so down to meet him. Like, oh, I can't wait to see Bigfoot. And he's gonna be like, oh, geez, another one of these. I gotta get out of here. Bigfoot. I will also tack on here has a pretty amicable history with Native Americans, First Nations people in the western part of the United States of America. There's reports of what they refer to in their history as sky bears because Bigfoot has an inextricable connection to UFOs and aliens. <gasps> they have these stories of clouds coming down from the sky, clouds in quotations, of course, and dropping off some of these sky bears. And often they would say that the people who are piloting these clouds would look more like the Native Americans than they did look like the Bigfoot people they were dropping off. And they would sometimes wave to the Native Americans <laughs> as they dropped off these Bigfoots and then they would ascend back into the sky and these confused Bigfoots would scamper off into the woods which <laughs> you know brings me to what we all know to be true which is that Bigfoots are just genetic experiments that aliens are conducting by crossing alien DNA with hominid DNA and that's just a fact Jack wow I think it's pretty obvious what's going on here the Grays dropping him off. It's the wheel man. Bigfoot, he's the muscle. Mm. They're down here for a big old heist. All right. Oh. Yeah. 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 So here's the thing. If you're scared of getting mauled by Bigfoot, you come across him in the woods. This is live or die. Life or death moment. Only one way out. You tell him, whoa, 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 Bigfoot. I'm here. To tell you about one last big score. 
one last job, you help me out, and then you're out of it for the rest of your life, Bigfoot. This is one last big score. I just need to put a team together. Are these mis- Loch Ness Monster, the Gray Man, the Wheel Man, Gray Man, Bigfoot, you need an the en- Ghost. You need an engineer. You're going to need a giant beaver in there I somewhere. To, I need to know a man who knows the waterworks of Venice. Get me that yeah. giant beaver. That giant beaver. <laughs> one last score giant beaver, and then we're out of here. We need a getaway vehicle that's small enough to drive through the halls of a mansion. I think you know where I'm going with this. We all need hell pigs that yes. we can pilot in these tight spaces. That's going to be one hell of an orphanage. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Jeez. They're going to they're gonna need a bunch of bed donations. Got people of all different sizes. So, If you're trying to run a heist, I think Bigfoot's like your... You're obvious. I, like, who's been evading all of humanity for the past couple hundred years? That's it's true. Bigfoot. He's been laying low. That's His true. life is a heist. That's true. Arguably. So that's Cam's way to avoid Bigfoot. Okay, if you see a Bigfoot in the wild. Are we trying to avoid Bigfoot? Well, you're trying to, you want to be safe because apparently he might be a cannibal, which doesn't mean that he, he'll eat you, but he might hurt you. I mean, if, if you're going to run into a Bigfoot, you're going to be afraid and you're going to want to know what to do. So Cam suggests invite him to join your orphanage heist team. Which I think is a great move. I think that's a great move. Get out a camera, I think, is what's worked for everyone in the past. Notoriously camera shy, those Bigfoots. I, I do have some suggestions to protect you from other big hairy things, aka bears, <laughs> which, let's be real, guys, they aren't even real. Stop being worried about it, okay? Ryland, that's not what Pride <laughs> Month is about, okay? Bears are real, they're real proud, and just because you're a gamer doesn't mean they're going to tear you apart, Okay. It sounds to me like Ryland would be more comfortable with a twink Sasquatch, mm-hmm. which... A twink Squatch. That's Squatch. Oh, no. We, oh I just had a sighting. We invent the worst <laughs> words on this, <laughs> on this show, squatch. and I want to say twink Squatch is way up there for me. Here's the thing. Bigfoot is not elusive he's not trying to hide okay twink twink squatch isn't out there trying not to get noticed twink squatch wants to be a pop star he just has the worst representation so if you come across a twink squatch you say hey i'm actually a talent agent i have my own agency i'd really like to represent you and then you get him famous. This is why they always are running away from the camera. They're like, no, I need a talent agent manager before <laughs> I can sign away my film rights. They're okay. They're really protective of where their appearances are and whether they're getting those appearance fees. What is Twink Squatch's marketable talent that he's looking for an agent? Oh my for? God, that voice. That voice. Just like that British lady. He smells bad and he looks awful. Oh, that no. voice. Leave her alone. <laughs> Okay, and then what is Bigfoot after? Twink Squatch, obviously looking for a singing career. Sasquatch, is it shock comedy? That's a sassy Squatch. It's a sassy, sassy Squatch. That's a, it's kind of like a Joan Rivers type of Squatch. Yeah, he's afraid. I mean, he wants. He doesn't want his jokes stolen, okay? He sure. needs representation. Gotta, yeah, gotta use that sass only in the confines of a, of a paid gig. Yeah. I yeah. get it. If you run into a bear squatch, you should make loud noises. If it stands up, it's not coming for you, okay? It's trying to sniff you and see really? you with its eyeballs. Yeah, bear squatches, if they're standing, they're not coming after you. They're just trying to look at you and sniff you to come after you in a couple seconds, okay? So don't be worried if they're standing. <laughs> That's what they do right after they stand that you gotta shit your pants about. Jeez. You bring some bear squatch pepper spray with you. That stuff is potent, okay? Do not spray that in your own face or on any of your meals, alright? That's not a good move. And uh, do not run, because bear squatch very fast. They can run at speeds of up to 500 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. This is LifePile Podcast, the only podcast that answers the real questions. We want to thank aliens for the squatches. We want to thank John Lithgow for teaching us how to speak squatch. We want to thank Scott Davis for the music for the podcast. If you guys are liking, if you're subscribing, if you're following us on social platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we want to say thank you so much. We love to converse with you guys. We love to create an online community. 
and you're a part of that. And uh, if you guys have had any successful Squatch encounters where you defecated yourself, email in and tell us all about them. We want to hear them. Try to take a video and send that in. I know it's very hard. Make sure you breathe heavily and shake the camera while you film. <laughs> but you're going to email us in at lifefileshow at gmail.com. Yeah, that's that's where he would send that. And if you share the show with your friends and family, we sure appreciate it. Helps them discover the right way to live and it helps us find listeners. Also, we want to thank you if you live in that sweet lifestyle of giving us a five-star rating on appleitunes.edu.ninja.sasquatch.sassysquatch. We also want to thank you if you're supporting us in our lifestyling lifestyles. If you want to catch me this week, I will be in the woods making a plaster cast of a star that some twink squatch has carved in the forest floor and uh, pasted both of his hands into. I'm gonna be using that, of course, to hunt him down because he always owes me royalties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dylan, where can we catch you this week? You guys, you can catch me. I actually got asked to make a celebrity appearance at Chicago Pride this year, so I'm actually gonna be heading up the parade. It's very exciting. I'm gonna be the first one you see coming down the street. I'm gonna be riding my hell pig right into equality. <laughs> I'll see you there. That's what Pride Week's about. Month? <laughs> Pride Week month. Pride Week month. I will be at uh, E3, I mean, on my couch, on my couch watching E3 this week uh, with my little armadillo corpse sitting right next to me, getting all snug and warm. And so, yeah, catch me there. This is Life Pile Podcast. Light your life on fire. Life Pile.